0: You're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. It's Wednesday, so this is our hashtag one thing episode. Sangram and I discuss various topics that are applicable to you and our community, like personal development, trends in the marketplace, big wins, big mistakes, and more. Here we go. Welcome back to the Flip My Funnel podcast. My name is James Carberry, and I'm joined, as always, by Sangram Vajray. Sangram, how are you doing today, man?
1: Man, I'm feeling the holiday spirit. I'm feeling excited, and I'm feeling the pressure for 2019 a little bit as well.
0: <laughs> I, uh, I, the last few days, I, have, I was actually reading a book by Michael Hyatt called Your Best Year Ever, so I've been thinking a lot about my goals going into 2019, jotting a lot of things down, trying to figure out, you know, action plans. And so so I feel, yeah, I, I love this time of year, both obviously for the for the holidays. That's that's super fun, but gearing up for next year is really exciting. So Sangram, this episode is going to be all about communication and how we can make our communication better. You've actually got three specific things that you're going to talk about here, but First, I want you to tell us a little bit of context as to how you came across kind of accessing this wisdom. It was from a book. Can you tell us a little bit about that book and and then we'll jump into what you learned from it?
1: Certainly, man. I think this is the time where everybody's reflecting. Probably everybody's in their 2019 planning cycle or budget cycle, and they're trying to figure out what's our new message. If you're in marketing, you're probably coming up with that. What is our new, new message to the market? If you're in sales, you're probably putting your quotas together and figure out how you're going to do it. If you're in product, if you're in leadership, in any kind of role, you are planning for change. And so this book I read literally, of the weekend called "Communicating for a Change" by Andy Stanley and Lane Jones, and I think we've talked about. It. I'm a huge, huge fan of Andy Stanley as part of uh, what well, he runs the church, but he is he has become an incredible leadership-oriented speaker and communicator, yeah. and I, I follow his communication style quite a bit. As a matter of fact, we might be able to get him to come into the office in the next few wow. months. So we, I'm, I'm looking forward to all of that. And, and in this book, he really dove deep in how you do, how you communicate change. And I, I thought this was such a good, good set of ideas that he said that I, I wanted to make sure we share on this. Yeah,
0: podcast. I love it. Yeah. Andy actually has a podcast as well. The I think it's the Andy Stanley Leadership Podcast. Yeah. That's phenomenal. It's it's one of my go to. So if you're listening to this, definitely check out Andy Stanley's podcast. So I, I want to dive in, Sangram, to these three things uh, that you want listeners to think about when they're thinking about how to communicate. And the first one uh, has to do with making it memorable and repeatable. Can you elaborate on this idea for us?
1: Yeah, man. So he made this comment over and over again throughout the book. And I had like highlighted, underlined it. And I went back and kept thinking about this idea is that too many times we we try to tell everything and we try to explain it in so much detail so that it's crystal clear and you just lose the fact that while people don't remember ninety nine percent of what we say they they remember maybe a word. And if you're lucky, they will remember a phrase. And he, he made that a really crystal clear. And as part of his you know, talks and stuff, I think that's what he does. He comes across as someone who's extremely clear. And he's like, well, I'm not the smartest person in the world. I'm not clear because I just speak better. No, there are a lot of people who speak better than me. But he was like, I try to make things memorable because if it's memorable, they are repeatable. So then, the example for that could be like, okay, well, he 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 would talk about certain things in a very clear, like just the fact of memorable and repeatable. I think most people would remember that at the end of this podcast. Oh, yeah, let's make things memorable or repeatable. Another example of that can be, let's say you're doing an all hands meeting and you're you're communicating to the entire organization what your 2019 plan or message is going to be going to be about. Maybe you're a nonprofit, you're for profit. What is it that you want people to remember? And if you can synthesize your entire talk into maybe a word or a phrase, he yeah. said that would be the most powerful thing that you can do for yourself and your audience.
0: And one thing that I know that you have done, Sangram, at Terminus that I, that I have actually learned from and am going to implement next year is the way you frame the values of the company in even the way you guys have named your values, they're very catchy, they're very memorable. And at least, you know, back when we were talking about it before, there was only two of them. So that that made it more memorable and I would imagine easier to repeat as opposed to you know an organization like ours where we have seven core values we're working on minimizing those and boiling those down to two or three like you guys have but was this part of your thinking whenever you crafted those values? Not really.
1: (laughs) I mean it, it came about. I wish I could say that man, we were so smart we figured it all out on that, but we didn't. And but you are right. Reflecting back on it now that you say it, I think you're right. I think it it became a thing where everybody talks about this idea of one team, talks about this idea of keys to the Ferrari. And and we, and we might change at some point something else as we grow and scale as a company because I think that's part of change. Change is inevitable. And all we really need to do a better job is communication. I think most people, if they have, what I've learned, uh, James, really, and I'm curious to get your thoughts, is like we could have the best idea in the world, but if we can't get to communicate about it and do it as many different times as possible and make it memorable so that it can be repeatable, by not just you, but other people in the organization, we lose it. And, And I think that is the problem with some of the smartest people in the world is that they have great ideas, but they don't make it succinct and memorable. And thereby it's not repeatable.
0: Yeah. And, and I don't know if part of that Sangram is, you know, we all just think we have so many great things to share that we can't possibly boil it down to, to something Simple that, that can be made memorable and repeatable. I don't know if it's as much that or just a lack of understanding because it takes a lot of intentionality to be able to do what Andy has done. You've got to really, I love what you said before. You essentially need to reverse engineer what it is that you want people to be able to remember from this talk or from this communication. And I I remember listening to Andy's podcast a couple of weeks ago and he was telling a story about one of the biggest honors that he's ever had was talking, giving a talk somewhere. And somebody came up to him afterwards and said, you know, Andy, you gave a talk when I was at a college ministry 15 years ago. And to this day, I still remember what that talk was about. Some some story along those lines. And Andy said, oh, man, I want to make a career of doing that. Like The fact that that person remembers what I said 15 years later, that that is special. And so, so I I think that idea of, of really thinking about our communication in terms of, we want people to remember this so that they can take action on it. And to do that, I've got to cut away a lot of the fluff and I've got to be hyper-focused, which actually leads us to your next point, which is this idea of focusing on one point instead of multiple points. Can you, can you talk to us about kind of what the book talked about as it relates to that?
1: This totally supports the very first thing. like a, if we do not have the capacity as humans to remember um, like this like every single thing that people say, even twenty, I think that's sad is that we retain maybe two percent or three percent of a presentation that's given to us that is an hour long. And most people don't even remember that. They only remember how you make them feel beyond that. So, so you really think about this this whole idea of like what are we trying to achieve? And trying to make it memorable, repeatable, portable, how are you wanna phrase these things? I think his big point was you can only possibly do that if you're really, really, really good at focusing at one point. Because most people, including me, will always try to share at least three points, three become somewhere yeah. to do, right? Like, you know, and then maybe do presentations. Here are the three big takeaways. And, and the reality is that's great. Those probably are true three takeaways. The fact is, if nobody's going to remember that, then those three takeaways equals zero. Yeah. And that's just a hard truth to, to swallow. So he he took a shot at PowerPoints. He was like, you know, the PowerPoints, is it, it, it's not PowerPoints, it's PowerPoint, which makes mm-hmm. sense. It's, it's one point that you want to really get. And if people are going to remember that one point, and you did a good job of it, then you actually are going to be memorable and repeatable.
0: Yeah, no, I, I love that. This, this third piece, Sangram, is to say something that your audience is already thinking. Uh, c- e- elaborate on, on this. Why, do, why is this so important when we're communicating?
1: And this, uh, this one got me. I think the first two, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. And, you know, I can work on it. The second one, that uh, the point at one point, I, that, that also obviously makes sense. The third one, I'm like, wait a minute, how, what does that? What does it really mean? And as he walked through examples, I think he was so good about this. this. Is so awesome. Is that in order to connect with your audience, there are a few things that you can do. And one is well, something that I like to do. I like to engage the audience. And the way I engage the audience is, I'll ask a question. I'll say, raise your hand if you think this. Raise your hand if you do that. I'll make people clap. Whatever the stuff that I do to get people engaged in some way, so I break the routine of this talk that, that that I'm having. But then he said, you know what? One of the most powerful thing, most powerful thing, if you really know what you're talking about, is getting into your audience mind. And the way you get into your audience mind and, and you know that you got in there is because you're able to say, you know what? Sangram, you just talked about the fact that less than 1% of the lead are customers. Well, that's great. How do I do it? And if you are able to ask the very question in almost the very words of the what the people are thinking in their mind you got them Mm. you absolutely got them if you can articulate a question that they are struggling with right now as you put this idea in front of them whatever the point in front of them and and you know this is what they're going to struggle with if you can think that far ahead in your presentation and really make your audience the audience that you're doing this for then if you can find one question to relate someone in the audience, you got them for forever, right? So, so example of him, when he preaches and all that stuff, he would say, Hey, you know, if you, if you are a guy who's 40 and, you know, has two kids and, and, and you are, if you're struggling with this issue, or if you're a woman who's in their mid twenties and, and you are trying to figure out like is marriage, the right thing for you, or if you are a teenager and if you, so so in a way he's literally Segmenting his audience as he's speaking, which I think is freaking brilliant, and almost talking to everyone in that audience, and and I think his part of that was that's how you build credibility and that's how you build empathy.
0: I love it. So, in closing out this episode, Sangram, what's the challenge for the listener today?
1: Well, the same challenge that I think Andy gives as part of or things at least that he wants to create when he when he does create his talk is if you are someone who has a big presentation, you are trying to come up with a communication plan for a change. You have your point together. You know what you're going to be doing that's going to be memorable and repeatable. You're forward thinking where you're trying to figure out what the audience, what the roadblocks they will have, what are the emotions they'll be going through. And let's say you do all those things and you really do create something amazing for your communication, for the change that you're going to have in your organization or team or life, wherever it might be. Ask yourself these two questions. So what, now what? And he he talks about that all the time, like so what now what? It's like, so what you're communicating this change to me. Like, so how does it relate to me? So what? Like push yourself to make sure that you answer that question, like why are you communicating this thing? So ask yourself, so what? So what? So what until you're able to articulate completely and freely to your audience when they do ask that question or when that question goes through your their mind. And the next question is now what? Is like when you are able to fully and clearly articulate so what? then you have to help your audience navigate. Okay, we agree this is a problem or this is a change. Okay, we are submitting to it, supporting it. You have to help your audience understand now what. And that way you're not only kind of giving them full idea of what's happening and why they should care about it, but also giving them some inspiration, some way forward so they can say, oh, now what, now I need to do X, Y, and Z. I think that combination of so what and now what is very very important when you're thinking about your next
0: talk. I love it. Well, Sangram, thank you so much for the time today. I always love doing these episodes. If you have not already connected with Sangram or myself on LinkedIn, please do that. Sangram Vajray, James Carberry, we are really looking forward to staying connected with everyone listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. Thank you so much for your attention. We really appreciate it.